This is the SCT Show. Hughes carries to the hash mark, into the slot, Horvath scores! Just 12 seconds into the man advantage, the captain gets the Canucks on the board. Four fans. I want to win a cup. And I don't know if you guys want to win a cup. I want to win a cup. By fans. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that Jimbo got his ass handed to him this offseason, right? Like, I, I, I could just imagine Aquilini must have just... Or in the new asshole. Here are your hosts, Tanbir Rana and Nam Man. Welcome to another episode of the SCT Show. And we have a special guest joining us today, uh, Dom Lecisions from The Athletic. Uh, we had a bet uh, before the season started in the NHL, and I lost a bet to him. I paid my money, <laughs> and I asked him, uh, would you like to join us on the show and talk about how uh, you're a very smart man and I'm not? Um, and he's going to join us right now, actually. We have, uh, you know, Nick Bondi joining us today uh, uh, from the power of the towel. Um, how's it going, Nick? Doing well, you know. Uh, tough, tough season for the Vancouver Canucks on a, on a number of fronts. So anyway, I think, Tambier, you and I were, were talking about it uh, before we started this show. This is probably the toughest season to be a ba- fan of the Vancouver Canucks. That I can that I can remember easily in, in my all these years of following the team. Like it's just been a brutal year for a number. Of it reasons. really has. Uh, got Joe Marino, the Italian stallion, joining us again. How's it going, Joe? Good man, feeling really good. Happy to be here. And uh, Graminder Dollywall, um, he's on mute right now. How's it going, Graminder? Good. How are you guys, gentlemen? It's a nice Sunday afternoon. It man. is, yeah. Nice to be on the West Coast yeah, here. The, the weather is beautiful. I don't know how it is in the East Coast, but how, how's it going, Dom? Uh, Dom, uh, is joining us here from the Athletic. Uh, you know, uh, congrats on that bet. Um, <laughs> I honestly did not see the Canucks missing the playoffs, so that's why I put in that extra $100 uh, for that bet. But the Leafs, give props to the Leafs. I didn't think they would be the best team in the division, and they are. And uh, congrats on that $200 that... Uh, that I gave you a couple days ago. Sent you the I, I showed someone the bet that we made, and they could not believe you made such a bet. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that was the easiest money I've ever made. <laughs> well, um, you know, the Canucks, we can talk about the Canucks here, because, you know, last year, my, the reason I thought the Canucks were going to make the playoffs here in the North Division and, and the Leafs weren't going to be as good was I didn't think the goaltender was going to take that big of a hit was Thatcher Demko. And he started off slow, and he ended up, you know, going on a hot run there for a bit there. And you look at last year, most of the year, Tyler Toffoli wasn't there. Um, Tyler Toffoli came in at the deadline. The Canucks were already a top-10 power play at that time. Um, and in, during the bubble, he was hurt. The Canucks won a lot of games without Tyler, Tyler Toffoli in the bubble. So I thought that they wouldn't take a hit there as well. But I maybe I relied on guys like Bertanen, Pearson, and Gaudet to continue to have good years. But I didn't see, you know, the Canucks missing the playoffs. I thought that they're better built for the playoffs than the Leafs. And in the bubble, they won two playoff rounds for a reason. That's why I thought the Canucks were going to be better than the Leafs in the playoffs. And that's why I thought they would make the playoffs. Um, you have numbers, you know, that you, you get to use. And that's an advantage for you, obviously. But uh, I'm not good at math. So, you know, congrats on the bet. Um, we can talk about the Canucks. What went wrong with the Canucks this year? What was it? Uh, I think just expectations were a bit too high based on the playoffs. 
I think during that run, they reminded me a lot of the Oilers when they made the playoffs for the first time with McDavid, and they had the superstar talent, but their depth was very questionable, and the Canucks seemed to be built in the same way, where the core was exciting, but the bottom six and the bottom pair were both not very great, especially not compared to the rest of the teams in the North Division, and I think early on, I didn't... I probably didn't think the Canucks would miss either. I thought it was like around 50-50. I did think they were outside the top four, but because it was such a, a tight gap between all the teams that weren't Toronto and Ottawa, I thought they had a legitimate shot. But early on, those top guys weren't going the same way they did last year, and that really sewered the team right from the get-go. Um, we also got to mention that losing your best player, Elias Pettersson, hurts you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in the race. Uh, Montreal was dropping the ball there for a bit. Um, you know, they could have, I, honestly, I think they could have got in. But, man, this year's been a mess in so many ways. And with Jake now, with what's going on with him, it's not a great year for the team and for the organization. Um, where do you think this team needs to improve? Um, I think they have a good goaltender, Demko, mm-hmm. and, you know, Pedersen Hughes are great, you know, core players. But where do you think that they need to improve to be better and become a contender in the in the future? It is it's very difficult because they don't have much money and cap space to do things. They need to clear a lot of bad deals off the books. It will take some time to like deconstruct that, but I think they have the hardest part in place, which is that very strong young core, and they just need to find a way to complement those players by getting better and stronger depth and maybe that comes from prospects within the organization uh blossoming like we saw this year with Niels Hoaglander becoming a strong top six piece anybody want to jump in uh I I I agree with Dom 100% like the hard (laughs) part is already done with Pedersen and Hughes right like a lot of teams would kill for those two you know players on their team it's now it's just about you know, building a roster around those two players, which is easier said than done, right? It's going to require a lot of creative thinking. And this management team has not shown the ability to think creatively in the past. So it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be tough. Uh, Dom, uh, Joe, you want to say something? Yeah, no, I was just going to jump in and say, you know, that is the biggest problem, but the real biggest problem is Jim Benning's just not the guy to be able to pull that off. Like, if we're sitting here thinking that with seven years of what's happened, is Jim Benning going to be the guy to get us out of this position right now? Absolutely not. I think, you know, Aquilini has to make the move this summer to to get us a new GM, someone a little more forward-thinking. My guy that I'd really love to see here is Patrick Waugh. I know he hasn't been a GM and, and have clamored for experience before, but he's put it out to his agent that he wants to uh, join the league again, whether coach or GM role. And I just give him the keys. I'd say, let's go. I think he'd stand up, and he'd uh, he'd be a great fit here, actually. I, I don't know anything about Patrick Waugh's uh, history. He's not a GM, obviously. He's a coach, and uh, I guess uh, him and Joe Sackick didn't really agree on a lot of things, and that's why he left. Um, but, yeah, it'd be, that'd be an interesting move for sure. I think a guy like Roberto Luongo would be interesting, too. Um, Dom, what are your thoughts on uh, the Edmonton Oilers being plus 2,000 uh, to win the Cup? Uh, the way McDavid and Dreisler are playing right now and Darnell Nurse – uh, I think he's very underrated. And Mike Smith, like he's playing like a Dwayne Rollison uh, or like a Tim Thomas uh, this year. It's, it's, it's unreal. Um, 
what are your what are your thoughts on that? I I do like Edmonton. I think they have a strong team. I think <clears throat> as long as you have Mike Smith playing the way he is and McDavid and Drysaddle doing McDavid and Drysaddle things, they are a strong bet. The issue for me is I guess the odds because for me the <clears throat> top team in each division, I think there's a bit of separation between them and the rest. Uh, I think the Lightning with Kucherov, for example, I think that's a tougher division because Carolina's in it, but Florida isn't a great team as long as Bobrovsky's starting. In the East, it's a bit of a, a shit show. The West, there's Vegas and Colorado, but in the, in the North, I think Toronto has a bit of separation between them and Edmonton and Winnipeg, and I think we've seen that in all the matchups between those teams where... Toronto has mostly dominated the Oilers that I wouldn't be as confident in the Oilers in a series against the Leafs. Hey, Dom, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you really think any of these Canadian teams can compete with any of those Florida teams or Colorado or Vegas? I don't think there's a chance of any of these teams, Maple Leafs, Oilers. No, like I just don't see them competing with those other teams in the playoffs. It's a tough question. I feel like most people have this preconceived notion that the North is the worst division. I think that comes from them having no belief that the Toronto Maple Leafs could be any good. And so when they're dominating the division, they're like, oh, this division must be trash. And then when the Leafs go on a little slump, they're like, oh, this division is actually competitive. And it's been a weird thing all season. I don't think the Leafs are as good as the Avalanche or the Lightning at their best, but... I think they can hang with them because this year they have their best defense that they've had in a really long time. If Jack Campbell plays the way he can at his best, they have solid goaltending, although obviously a very big question mark. And then they obviously have the superstar forward talent to match teams like Tampa and Colorado. So I think they'd be underdogs in those series and anything can happen, but I think they'd have a shot. Whereas Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal probably would not. Yeah. And, but the way McDavid and Dressel are playing, that's where I, you know, mm-hmm. we forget about a guy like Nugent Hopkins, who's also pretty good. Kaylor Yamamoto, who is, you know, yeah. a really good piece as well. And you could, Tyson Berry, what a bounce back year for Tyson Berry. And that power play, who's stopping that power play? Like, Tyson Berry has like 40 something points, 40 uh, plus points in like 50 games and last year with the Toronto Maple Leafs it didn't go so well what was it that wasn't working in Toronto you you're out there on the east coast why wasn't Barry able to be the player that he is to, uh, today with Edmonton well he was closer to that player once the Leafs changed coaches so oh. early on Mike Babcock openly detested Tyson Barry and there was no <laughs> secret about that and that really sewered his start <clears throat> And as soon as Sheldon Keefe came in, his confidence went up. Barry, I think, scored at like a 50-point pace. He wasn't as good as he's been this year or how good, as good as he was in Colorado, but he looked a lot closer to the dynamic offensive defenseman. There were still the defensive issues, and those issues have still persisted in Edmonton, but he's been exactly the type of player the Oilers needed, especially to quarterback that top power play and move the puck up the ice. Um. For the rest of the division, so I, I'm, I'm guessing you have Toronto coming out of the north. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no surprise, uh, Homer there. But um, 
<laughs> like who else do, who else do you like in the other divisions? Like <laughs> Pittsburgh's first in the East Division, which is unreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we always sleep on Pittsburgh. Uh, Carolina is first in the Central, and Florida is having a surprise year. Tampa's third in the division. And Dallas, the team that went to the cup final a year ago, is not even in the playoffs. Um, it's a weird year. Uh, where do you, and, and, the, and obviously Vegas and Colorado, like, that's going to be the matchup we hope to see in that division. Um, I know you're a big Minnesota fan as well, but that, mm-hmm. those are the two teams that are going to, I think, you know, you know, battle in the West division. Who do you think comes out of these divisions, uh, Dom? Uh, in the East, I think it'll be very tough, but I really like how the Bruins have looked since they acquired Taylor Hall yeah. and Mike Riley. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Riley is a very underrated defender in the sense that he is not Connor Clifton or Jeremy Lawson or whatever garbage Boston was trotting out there for most of the year. And he's he seems like a legitimate top four guy, a guy who can move the puck, and he's made Boston's fours a lot better since he's arrived. Taylor Hall on that second line has really unlocked something with Krejci and Craig Smith, and they also have still that incredible top line. So I do like the Bruins the most. I think they're starting to come around at the right time. Uh, In the Central, I think Tampa has played pretty poorly of late, but they're missing Stamkos. Hedman hasn't been at his best, and they obviously don't have Kucherov. I think once they're healthy, they are the team to beat still. And in the West... I am excited to hopefully see a Vegas-Colorado series. I think Minnesota can maybe hang with Vegas because they've played them well this season, but they have not played Colorado well, so I think if that's the matchup they get, they are not going to have a good time. So I do think Colorado-Vegas, and between those two, the way Colorado has controlled the puck this year is just so difficult to ignore that I think you have to go with them. Um, they're plus 400 on uh, on Bodog. That's not even value. There's no value at all, mm-hmm. in my opinion, for Colorado. Vegas and Tampa Bay is interesting. Plus 700. I have money on those two teams uh, maybe winning the cup as well. And I always go back to Edmonton, right? Like, plus 2,000 when you have McDavid and Dressettle. Like, I know. And, and who, um, like, how do you look at this? Like, are you one of those fans that don't want to see any other Canadian team do well? Like, I know you're out, out in the East. There's a lot of Canucks fans that don't want to cheer for other Canadian teams because they don't want them to win the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and gambling has sort of changed that for me. I used mm-hmm. to be like that, but now that I'm gambling, like, and watching how McDavid, like, McDavid's the most exciting player in the league, and it's not even close. Yeah. Um, do, are you like that? Like, or do you just, like, you just cheer for the team that you have money on? I usually just cheer for the team I have money on. That's my mm-hmm. personal favorite team. That's why I like the Wild a lot this year because they've won me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally feel the whole Candace team thing is a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think any yes. should cheer for... If you're a Montreal Canes fan and the Leafs are the last Canadian team left, you should not cheer for the Leafs. That just mm-hmm. does not add up. You shouldn't do that. I would never cheer for the Habs if they were the mm-hmm. last team left. Um I remember in 2011, I did like the Canucks, and I do like Vancouver, so I was rooting for them. And seeing Boston win was a bit devastating, but mm-hmm. other than that, I've not been like behind like any Canadian team because I just like I don't care. I don't. They're not. I'm not a fan of those teams. I guess. 
It's odd to as hear. <laughs> Sorry. As soon as the this. Canucks, as soon as the Canucks are eliminated from the playoffs or can't make the playoffs as well, I, I don't want any other Canadian team to win. I want every other Canadian hockey fan to be as miserable as I am. <laughs> I don't want them to experience happiness after the Canucks are done. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. You can't. You can't experience any more happiness the rest of the season. I, I don't know about that. Just because. I, like I used to be like that, but then you know this year, uh, this year's been just weird. And if there is a time for a Canadian team to win the cup, why not a year where they can't even have fans in the building? Like that's how I look at it as well. So you know, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, it's weird to you know know uh, hear that Dom was cheering for the Canucks in 2011 because a lot of the Canucks fans' reasons for not cheering for other Canadian teams is because a lot of people out in East didn't cheer for the Vancouver Canucks in 2011. So. I don't really care about that. Like, I like being hated when in 2011. So, you know, I don't really care about the Canadian team shit anymore. Like, except for Toronto, I cannot cheer for Toronto. I'm sorry, Dom, <laughs> and I can't cheer for Montreal because my, uh, my buddy's a Montreal fan and he's obnoxious as fuck. He keeps tagging me in the Toffoli uh, goals. It's rallying. Um, Dom, thank you for uh, joining us. Very nice to have you. Um, and you know, enjoy that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me, and thank you so much for giving me free money. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, take care. Yeah. That was Dom Decisions from The Athletic. Uh, it was really nice for him to join us. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed that I lost money to him, but, you Yo, know. What was, what was the bet? Tell us what the bet was. Oh, yeah, the bet was, so, you know, remember he had an article not uh, before the season started how Toronto was the best team in the division. Yeah, and I got you know I got a little bit pissed off about that, and I was just like, <laughs> they're not that good, like they're overrated and stuff like that. They always mm-hmm. lose in the first round, and I and yeah, I just made a bet with them, and the bet was the Canucks would go farther in the playoffs than the Leafs, right? The playoffs. Yeah. I like yeah. I didn't say regular season; it was just the playoffs. And but he didn't want to make the bet unless there was an extra hundred dollars included for a team that missed the playoffs. So if, right. if your team misses the playoffs, you would have to pay an extra hundred dollars. And right. I didn't think the Canucks were gonna miss the playoffs. Like I just didn't see it happening. I, especially after game. the bubble. The especially the after the bubble. Out of the two teams, yeah. Vancouver was the one that was gonna miss the playoffs. And so he just got another hundred bucks uh, out of you. Come on. <laughs> and yeah. Dom took Tambier to the cleaners, my god. Yeah. So hold on, Tambier. That's You're also gonna use lose that Oilers bet too, just so you know. So you just lost that least one, and the Oilers are not winning the Stanley Cup. Okay, 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 if the Oilers don't win, I hope it's Tampa Bay or, or Vegas that wins. Yeah. You know, and then then I'm happy. But um, you know, the Oilers. I know you. I know you guys don't like. You know, like that. I'm. You know, cheering for the Oilers here. We have don't no worry, rivalry hey, with the Oilers. We have sure. no history with the Edmonton Oilers. And Jajari Kara, Surrey boy, who I went to high school with, okay. plays for the Edmonton Oilers. I want him to bring the cup to Surrey. No, I want to Pittsburgh be- Penguins have a Surrey boy on their team too. So I mean, who, who do they have? A Surrey boy, Tristan Jury. Jari, yeah, Jari. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's from you Delta. You, you don't think Vancouver has a history with Edmonton? Are you serious? There is no history. Oh, where is the history? Oh my God, how old am I? Now, <laughs> where's we have never played him? Have you even played him in a playoff series before? Yes, 1992. We lost in the second round to the Oilers. Okay, that's what in nine. Okay, what about all the times in the eighties, Tanbeer, when the Oilers spanked us, when they had like Gretzky yeah. and Messier and Curry and all those sure, guys? Yeah, I, I wasn't, wasn't even. I wasn't I was, even alive. I wasn't, I wasn't even alive, alive and I know about that. Fuck. 
Gretzky's, the, the first, history, goal, Gretzky's first goal was against Glenn Hanlon in Vancouver. The history, Gretzky's 500th goal was against Vancouver. Yeah. His 801st goal was against Vancouver versus LA. I know that's not, not an Edmonton connection. Edmonton <laughs> has a huge history with Vancouver because of this Mike division. Okay, but can you guys admit that McDavid and Drysdale are just playing at an unreal uh, level right now? Yeah. And especially yeah, McDavid. They're, they're, they're playing yeah. great. But again, it goes back to the whole Canada's team thing. Yeah. I don't want I don't want any other Canadian hockey fan to be happy if the Canucks aren't doing well. I'm and, very petty like that. Yeah, Ryan, how do you, how do you feel about this? I don't do want feel... all these fans lording over me as a Canucks fan when they win yeah. the cup. I don't want I don't want that. If the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, I might have to take a break from Twitter for a long, long time. <laughs> would, the, the Leafs, I would. Never is, the I just Leafs. won't be able to handle it. I just won't be able to yeah, handle it. I wouldn't be. I, think, I wouldn't be able to handle. I think the either. Leafs are like the only exception, though. Like yeah. if when. Ottawa went to the final in 07, like I was cheering for them. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah, just Toronto. Uh, when it was Montreal going on those runs in like 2009 or 2008 or 2010, whenever that was, I was still cheering for them. Mm-hmm. Toronto's like the only exception. And like Calgary in 04, uh, I don't really, I don't think I really cared for that one. Edmonton in 06, I was kind of actually cheering for, for, for the Oilers then too, right? As long as they I don't honestly, knock us out, I don't care. I can't cheer for Calgary and Edmonton, uh, in Toronto. Like Calgary, uh, like. <clears throat> We have a history with them. There's a reason why I wouldn't cheer, like I wouldn't bet on them. For who? Either. Calgary. For Calgary, Calgary. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. It's not. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Joe, not Joe that big of a yeah. I actually, um, I've got a mail-in question here. Um, so this one's for Tanbeer. So Tanbeer, our friend Tej Dollywall has mailed into me here. Uh-huh. Okay. He goes. I heard you're an Oilers fan now. Do you suffer from short-term memory loss? Can you respond? <laughs> Short what? This oh, is, I think, regards to you calling him that's out being a Kings fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's funny. This that's is funny. a Kings yeah. fan can, can you respond? Oh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny, yeah. Um, the Kings, we actually had a history with them during that time. Okay. During that time, the Kings uh, were winning cups and beating us. Like, in 2012, they beat us in the series. And the, we had a rivalry with them for a bit. We played them in the 2010 as well in the playoffs. Well, Oilers um, are a rival, too. Like, I hate the Oilers, man. There is, no, there is no history with the Oilers, boys. Yeah, because I, I the Oilers care. have sucked so bad. We like have as much history with the Oilers as we do with the Kings. We have we have, no. yep. we have yeah. more history with the Kings recently. No, recent history, sure. But overall, there's more history with the Oilers. And if you talk to anyone old, they hate the Oilers because the Oilers used to come to town and just spank us in the Gretzky days. So, people, I think the key to being a Canucks fan is hate every team. Don't just hate the Canadian teams. I hate everything. Yeah. Every yes. wants a Canucks yeah. Yeah. Self-loathing is the key to being a Canucks fan. I don't want anyone to win the Stanley Cup every year. Tampa Bay won last year. Good for them. Guess what? I wish they did. But, Joe, you, you cheer for the team you bet on all the time. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, exactly. So that's yeah, exactly there's, what there's, I'm doing. There's gambling things. But then again, yeah. I wouldn't be betting on the Oilers for the Cup. Well, the reason, the reason I do bet, I did bet the Oilers, like I said, like hey, McDavid's going to win a Cup eventually. Super like history has shown maybe that when superstar players win a cup, you know that when they're that good they win a cup. Sidney Crosby, you know Wayne Gretzky. This um, isn't basketball, Tambier. You you need you know some depth yeah. around you. For Alex I mean Ray Ray Bork didn't yeah. win a cup till his what his last year in the league. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had to get traded. He was on McDavid. He was on McDavid level. I mean, he was on McDavid for defenseman, kinda. Like, McDavid Lemieux is another example. Just McDavid's another level of at, like player that I've never seen ever. Like he's like Pablo sure. Bure with better hands. Is Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux? There are better players than Connor 
Connor McDavid in history. Right now, Connor McDavid is the best player in the world. McDavid is Lemieux level pace right now, like one point seven 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 points per game or something like that. Edmonton is built, except for the goaltending, to beat Edmonton. Like I said, plus two thousand for the Oilers. Why the fuck not? Because and I I took Vegas at plus twelve hundred at the beginning of the year. That's really good. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. And and for Edmonton. You can't have one player carry you. If yeah. if the only thing I want is to watch McDavid Superman to beat Toronto because yeah. Matthews is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, yeah he is. is. Put some respect on Matthews. Almost forty. He has almost forty goals. Yeah. McDavid like might get hundred points this season in like fifty games. <laughs> that's yeah, this is ridiculous. That's crazy too. So, so the, the way the Leafs are built, they basically built this team this year to play six teams instead of having to play 15 in their conference three or four times, plus the West twice each, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where it's going to come up. Toronto's goal right now, Toronto is basically, if you're going to bet on Toronto, it's to be the final four. Yeah. Yeah, then well, they, got, they got the second best odds on Pinnacle right now. It's Colorado and then the Leafs. That's unreal. That's so over, stupid. Even over Vegas? Vegas that's just stupid. Yeah. That's just yeah. stupid. Wow, Vegas just lost their first game. I'm telling you, you, but like if you think about it, a lot of these like odds are just to entice people to bet on the team yeah. as well, right? The right? Leafs so are like the Cowboys. Well, yeah, the Leafs are like the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys have better odds than the Seahawks to win the Super Bowl. Like, are you serious? Like, that's not gonna happen. But um, you know, that's just how it is. Um, I want to talk to Joe about his his streak with MLB because we didn't really get to it uh, last time on the pod. But he's I think Joe him. deserves to talk about how sure. great he's been he's with killing. the double B picks. Thank you. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll add, you know, for the listeners, like, you know, what I'm doing, obviously, you know, I have a background in baseball, so there's more to it than just, you know, looking at stats. But two of the biggest things that I do look for, um, obviously, the pitching matchup. Mm-hmm. And when we're looking at the pitching matchup, the two biggest stats that I look for are the ERA and then the whip. So whip is a stat um, that basically is uh, walks and hits for innings pitched. So you're looking at the kind of danger the pitcher gets at in an inning. Does okay. is the pitcher is the pitcher always have base runners on? Um, which I think is a massive massive thing in the game. So those are my two big things. You know, before you bet anything in baseball, you have to check the pitching matchup. Go through the guy's stats. Look at his last start. Um, look at his last couple starts. And again, the whip is something that you want to look at. So. Um, you know, we've been a little lucky on a few of the games with some late covers and stuff, but I think we can, you know, maybe not keep this pace. I think, um, 70%. Think that's yeah. A, it's like around a, 70. It's just yeah. unheard of right now. So hopefully we can keep that up. But again, um, you know, follow us. That's why you want to follow us on Twitter. We're giving these picks away for free. So, yeah. Um, I think it, the month of April, um, has been great to us. We had a slump there at the, uh, in, in March, and then it continued on to early April, but uh, that's what it is. Gambling is just like that. There's uh, you know ups and downs, and uh, we had a little slump after we were celebrating on the show before. Um, <laughs> knock on wood. This we, time, we, went but, on, we went on a cold streak immediately after we yeah. started you know, patting ourselves on the back after that hot streak. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and uh, now we're uh, you know back on the hot streak, and uh, you know I, I'm just posting. Uh, I, I just post whatever you know, Joe asks me to post for MLB. But with NHL, I, I like to ask Nick about NHL because, you know, it, it feels like he knows a lot of his NHL as well. And Garinder and uh, 
Gurinder and Gavin have been doing most of the NBA, but um, it's been, you know, Prab, you know, has those shot props that he was hitting for earlier as well. So, you know, everybody's just, you know, having a good time right now gambling and uh, hope it continues and uh, we could, you know, keep going on this run. And we were just talking about futures bets. What are the best futures bets for the Stanley Cup? Like, what, what would you do, Nick? Man, I I, I I totally forgot to ask Dom his thoughts, but like mm. maybe maybe a team like Carolina, like I have them, mm. I, I took them before the season to win the division, and nice. that was like plus plus three fifty, and that's looking pretty good so so far. But I mean, maybe there's a chance they they get out of the division. I'm I'm just worried about Tampa because they're kind of doing the uh, what the LA Lakers are doing in basketball, which is you know yeah. doing kind of the bare minimum to get by and mm-hmm. and win these games, you know. In hockey, can you can you flip that switch really quickly? Because it looks like right now they're going to be playing Florida, which is a pretty good team uh, in the mm-hmm. first round. Like one of those, and one of those two really good teams is going to be out first round. It's going to be a gauntlet, but maybe Carolina to you know to win the to win the East or something like that. I, I I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Joe, yeah, I like um, I like the idea of taking like I don't I don't think you have a chance of winning your Edmonton bet. But I like your bet. I like your bet. You said that many if, times. I know. I want you to make sure you know because I don't like you cheering for Edmonton. It's not nice. But here's the thing. If you got a team in Canada at good odds and you're looking to cash them out when they make the top four, I think that's a really smart play mm-hmm. um, because you're guaranteed to have a Canadian team in the top four and they mm-hmm. really have no business being there as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think Toronto will not win the Stanley Cup. Um, so, I, you know, I really think that if you're looking to do a cash out, the Canadian division is the way to go. But for me, like Colorado and Vegas, they are going to be tough outs. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay is lying in the weeds. So when I look at the board, Tampa Bay plus 700, it's not great value, but it's pretty good. At this point, I think you're better off waiting about a month, maybe three weeks or something, and getting in right before the playoffs start just to see how yeah. the matchups all shake down to see who gets who. So I think betting right now, unless you're taking something pretty far off the board, you're better off waiting until the playoffs start. And how about MLB, Joe? Uh, might as well ask you about futures for MLB because yeah, you know, what, what would you do for that? Well, I have a few um, irons in the fire. So I've got um, <laughs> Padres. I don't remember what I got them at, but Padres were my pick kind of before the season. Mm-hmm. They're just an electric team. There's no give. There's no give. They have really good pitching. They have depth. They have the kind of everything you're looking for. So, um, but they have to go through the LA Dodgers. And so, mm. as you've seen last year, the LA Dodgers are just, they're on another level. I think they're going to do kind of the Tampa Bay thing this year in hockey, where they're kind of just going to get through the year yeah. and then come playoff time. We'll see what to do. Now, the American League, I think, is really wide open. And I know there's a lot of Canadians have a lot of money on the Blue Jays. So, I just thought I'd get into this real quick. The Blue Jays' offense right now is finally healthy. They're hitting the cover off the ball. If this team can add an arm, Okay, mm-hmm. so if this team can get one more pitcher even. I really think this team could win the American League. Um, their odds are really good right now. So I would I definitely like I already have some money on the Blue Jays for the World Series, but I really like the bet. As I now that we've seen this team um hit all together fully healthy, mm-hmm. look out because the Blue Jays offense is crazy. Yeah. They're on the board at uh, plus fifteen hundred right now. So there's the really American League. Better. Uh, Blue Jays for World Series are plus fifteen hundred, so it's okay. really good Whoa. value. And then American League is uh, seven hundred. But uh, I really like that the Dodgers are still the favorite, though they're plus three sixty to win the World Series, which is just crazy. Unbelievable, Grinder. Uh, yeah. Who do you like? Uh, you give MLB, you give uh, NHL, you give NBA because guess what? 
we know the NBA mostly is going to be the Nets probably in the finals or the Lakers. Uh, is there any value on other teams? For the NHL, I took Vegas, like I said, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say they're due because they're not due because mm-hmm. they're only five years old. <laughs> Their team is stacked. We can hear yeah. And unfortunately, we did, our management group didn't have the foresight to build a team mm-hmm. good enough to just get out of one division. Yeah, damn. That's what Cal Dubas did. Just Final Four. Just, just get me to the Final Four and let's see what happens, right? Yeah. And and that's probably going to happen. Uh, I think Vegas is too good. It's unfortunate that Vegas and Colorado are in the same, con- in the same division because one of those two teams would not go Toronto. Right? Yeah. Um, so my money's on Vegas to win the Cup. Tron- uh, Tampa, that's how you build a team. Look at Tampa. Missing Kucherov, missing Stamkos. They won Stamkos last year. Yeah. Bubble or not. I mean, if there's a big asterisk, and I don't like asterisks in sports, I think anyone who won anything deserves what they got. Mm-hmm. Right, um, short season. I am like even Barry Bonds finds seventy three home runs. Right back, yeah. t- he, he he hammered those balls out. Yep. No asterisk. But this year, if you didn't look at it properly, then you weren't uh, qualified to be an executive in the league in the NHL. Yeah, and you know what Ken Holland did? Boom, Connor McDavid, try sale. Let's go. That's all he had to do because he was the best player. But Kyle Dubas he added, he added, he added. Just give me to the final four and let's see what happens. But to me, I think they'll end up hitting a wall. I don't think Tampa Bay can repeat. It's very hard in any league to repeat. Yeah. Again, right? You're right. We, we can't expect Tampa Bay Buccaneers to repeat as Super Bowl champions. We can't look. Uh, we can't expect the Lakers to repeat. Um, the Dodgers right now uh, are getting chased. Um, but for me, it's Vegas. Uh, and also for our uh, listeners and our lower followers, Lewis Hamilton, man, is going to take. <laughs> F1. <laughs> that, if you want easy money, that is your money right there. F1, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, what, what's the tournament that he's in? Well, right now, after his win today, he's minus 500. So he won again today? He won this morning, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Uh, the thing I like about SCT is, you know, we got Nick, and we got Joe, and we got yeah. Brian, and we got Tambi, we got Nam, and, and myself. We're, you know, yesterday we did the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. <laughs> We're not just about the major, the the big sports. We just yeah. don't pick one sport. You know, we try to we try to get loyal SCT listeners and future followers options, yeah. right? Exactly. Um, there was a big UFC fight yesterday that was really fun to watch as well, and, uh, you know, we could we do UFC as well. So you know, st- yeah. you know, keep listening. And we'll give we'll give you a keep uh, paying attention to our posts because we've been doing them every day every day for a while now, and uh, I think we're hitting fifty five percent, which is you know I, I'm happy about for sure. Uh, let's get back to the Canucks because a lot of news is going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the Jake Vitana news isn't great. Um, I don't know if we should talk about that, but you know it just. It, it's allegations right now, um, and we don't know what's going to happen. But uh, you know, it seems like a story that you know that is easy to believe because you know it happens with sports athletes, uh, men, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. But uh, you know, I, obviously, I've been a big Jake fan. I've been a big Jake supporter for a while, and uh, I thought he was going to have a good year. 
and stuff, but uh, you know, this year has been a, a shit. It's been terrible, uh, not just for the team, but for for him. And and it looks like his career could be over here if uh, these allegations are true. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to note that no one knows what's going to happen beyond this season, right? Like, it's yeah. safe to assume that Jake Vertanen's not going to play these last eleven games uh, with the Vancouver Canucks. Otherwise, why else would you? Called the guy like Jonah Gadjevich, right? Like his natural mm-hmm. replacement in the lineup. He, he's he's going to be done for the rest of the season. But it's a uh, it's the second time in, in just under a month where we've had a situation with the Vancouver Canucks where it's moved from not just hockey to a, just a big news story in general, yeah. right? You first yeah. had that COVID outbreak, which it kind of broke beyond the the regular scope of hockey coverage. Now you obviously have this Jake Vertanen situation. I I mean. It's a tough, it's a tough situation for, for for a lot of people involved. I, I feel for the for the uh, for the, for the girl who came out. It can't be an easy situation for her to to speak mm-hmm. up. I mean, we can all joke about Jake Vertanen online saying, "Oh, he only has four goals. He sucks at hockey." But yeah. you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, he's still you know a high profile athlete in this city. He's got money. He's yeah. in a, uh, a an organization with a lot of power and influence in this city. No matter yeah. how how bad. The, the product is doing on the ice, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a difficult situation for her. And uh, again, we just have to we just have to see how this how this plays out because mm-hmm. if you if you're if you're if you're going online saying this is what's going to happen, frankly, yeah. you're just talking out of your ass. Like no exactly. no one, no no one knows what's going to happen beyond this season. Exactly, we don't know what's going on with the whole thing, and making assumptions is just just that's how just the world is now. Like. You know, people, you know, saying that he's guilty and people saying that the girl's lying. Like, people need to understand that this is, you know, more than just, mm-hmm. you know, the an accusation of sexual assault. Like, this is people's lives that we're talking about, uh, you know, the girl's life and, and Jake Rattan's life. Um, you know, nobody feels sorry for someone that's making millions of dollars, but, you know... It it is what it is, man. Like it, like what what's happened so like this year, or like this happened in two thousand seventeen. It just shows you that you know it'd be a lot easier. It'd be a lot better if the full hockey team was a bunch of Bo Horvets, like Nick Nick Dick Bondi said. You know, a lot of people just aren't mature. A lot of men aren't mature, and it just feels like a terrible situation to be in for an yeah. athlete. Like Deshaun Watson's going through it as well in Houston, and yeah, I mean Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. At first, when you heard that one, you went, "Oh, there's no way that could be true." And then all of a sudden, twenty girls came out, and it was like, "Oh my god!" And that's a possibility with Rattanen, right? Like, if more girls come out, if more girls come out, like that's a bad look. Terrible. And we and, and I hate like just assuming and, and speculating like this, like I was just talking about, but we we don't know when the yeah. Vancouver Canucks knew about these allegations, right? Exactly. We know what we heard from that report from uh, Vancouver's awesome Glacier Media, I, b- I believe. Mm-hmm. That was like the first detailed r- reports in the first interview. So, again, we'll, we'll see, we're going to have to see what happens. The only thing I think we can say for sure that's happening is he's, he's done for the rest of the season. We're just going to have to see if he's on the team next season. So, so here's my right? thing. Yeah, yeah, here's my thing. So, okay, with Jake Vertanen, like he's came into two caps out of shape. Something like this happens. We just signed him for two years. What the hell are they doing extending a guy for two years when there's been questions in the past about his dedication? Then something like this comes up. 
it's like, man, Jim Benny, is he doing his research? What is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. I don't get it's it. A, that's frustrating because, you know, like Nick said, we don't know when they found out about these allegations. But just imagine the new, because this is four years ago. Mm-hmm. Just imagine the new about this, and then they signed him to this contract. Like, it's crazy. I don't, that, think, uh, I, don't think they, I don't think they knew. I think as much probably. as I would like a change in leadership, I don't think they knew about this. And it's a very serious situation. I mean, we live in a world mm-hmm. where everybody has an equal and powerful voice. And now, you know, when I was younger, I grew up in a world where you were innocent until proven guilty. Now, um, the definition of cancel culture is you're guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't um, give Jake for 10. And if, I'm not going to say if he did or did not. I'm not going to say who I believe. It's, it's not, that's not about that, right? But generally as a human being, you have to be a good human being, right? Mm-hmm. And no matter how much time Jim Benny has run out in the past or didn't have cap space, I don't think they would have... You know, like, Luigi has a lot of stake in this, and I don't think he would have signed a player if they had known, right? Yeah. It just happened. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I will give management, because, you know, you work for, you know, I work for RBC, whoever works for whoever else, they do their background checks. They know who's doing what, right? Yeah. It's not easy to hide anything, and it takes situations like this. I think his career as a hockey player is done. Uh, yeah. Look at Brandon Leipzig. Right, look what he did yeah. after he left here. He went to Washington, posted something about the worst crew ever, uh, and then he had made public um, some statements, derogatory statements, and poof, he's gone. I'm yeah. Leipzig sense. But, but the difference between Leipzig, Gravinder, isn't it? Because all that stuff was staring at us in the face. It was slapping us in the face. Like this is Brendan Leipzig. These are him sending these terrible messages about Tanner Pearson's life. With mm-hmm. Bertanen, it's allegations that we don't know where it's going to lead to, right? And, I know. And, but in this, in this world, we, um, allegation, like we, now we live in a world where allegations are just enough, right? Yeah. It's, it's tough for people that are accused of something to come out of it because everybody jumps on the message and rides the wave, right? Mm-hmm. Even if Jake is innocent, uh, and I sure hope he is, yeah, right? uh, he can't come back from this with respect to in this market it, as, a, as a player. Hopefully as a human being, it doesn't hurt him. Mm-hmm. Or if he did do something wrong, it changes his attitude about it, right? No, it just, and it just feels yeah. yeah. It's, it's just it's one thing after another with this team, right? Um, it's one thing after another. One person gets COVID. Look at Goddad. Look what he said in Chicago. He goes, don't believe it that I got traded just because uh, yeah. of Mm-hmm. I guarantee you did. And, <laughs> and the stuff that people said to his wife online, that's offside, right? That's just, yeah. Those, those like, people are just it. crazy people. But that's, but that's just, you know, the era we live in in general yes. is, you know, mm-hmm. people yeah. just want to lash out. And, you know, it's an e- someone like Michaela Gaudette, who, credit to her, I think it was awesome the way she opened herself up and her and Adam Gaudette's life to Canucks fans. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes it can, it can be a double-edged sword like that, where if things yeah. are, are going great, it's it's awesome. But if things go poorly and you're perceived as, you know, as something as the Godettes were, then it can be, it can be very painful. So mm-hmm. it's, it, again, it's just, it's just the era we live in with, with social media people, especially if you can like create a, a, a username and don't have to use your real name. It's very easy to kind of lash out at these people. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. There's so many athletes that have been accused in the past. 
fast. People don't look at Kobe Bryant as someone that got, uh, you know, who got charged with sexual assault. They look at him as one of the greatest basketball players of all time. The difference is Jake Bertanen is a guy who has four goals this year and has not been played <laughs> to the level yeah. that, you know. Kobe, that, Bryant <laughs> makes, Kobe Bryant makes the NBA money, man. Jake Bertanen just makes Jake Bertanen money. But actually, I was <laughs> talking about kind of Joe. You were saying yeah. in our chat group, you wanted yeah. to talk about, do you mind if I ask this? About yeah. the Edler situation, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You're going to get me riled up. Canucks, Leafs, Twitter stuff. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask Dom how his relationship with what is with um, Thomas Drance and with Harmon Dial because, you know, they're colleagues, but they're also um, juxtaposed with respect to where they are uh, in Vancouver and Toronto. Is there a relationship? Because I know Jason Botchford, the late great Jason Botchford, um, he'll give it. He, would, he used to give it, right? Yeah. And he was very open to that debate whether or not this is going on. But, you know, for Alex Edler, I'll say, and you know Yannick Hansen on 650? Hit it bang on. And I don't mm. think, I don't think, sorry, Joe, I'm going to give your thoughts on this. Yeah. I don't think Travis Green, sorry, Tavier, should have been raked over the course of that. You know why? Because he's an old school hockey guy, right? Yeah. At, uh, I've met Alex Edler, guy 6'3", maybe 6'4", bigger than me, wider than me, right? Yeah. And he could handle himself. Um, and Yannick Hansen himself said, yeah, I'm not surprised that Winston has dropped the gloves of them. Mm-hmm. And I think what Travis Green was trying to do was lift up uh, the spirit of the fans of the team by saying, yeah, Alex Edler knew who he was up against. He did well. Because Wayne mm-hmm. Simmons, if I fought Wayne Simmons, I'm pretty sure he's going to punch me in the face a couple times too, right? All of us. <laughs> anyone. <laughs> Ninety-nine percent of the population is going to get punched in the face by Win Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Edler is a he's going to go down as the greatest defenseman we've ever had on the team. He's going to have his jersey in the Raptors, and he deserves it. Mm-hmm. But he's also nice. He's also a general on the ice, and he knew he had to fight. Yeah, and I, respect to him for sure. Yeah, respect to him, code or not, whatever. Wayne Simmons shouldn't have done it. I mean, Edler paid the price. He got suspended. He got kicked out of the game. He got a major. Like, what else do you want? Yeah. Right? Um. But I think what Travis Green was saying was having Alex Edler. He's lifting Alex Edler as the leader, right? I don't know. He stepped up. He yeah. fought him. Good on him. He didn't say it was he should have fought. He said, "Hey, man, he stood up to one of the toughest guys in the league." And Win Simmons is right. Yeah. And Toronto has this history of being a soft team that gets pushed around. It sounds kind of um, twenty eleven to me. Right? It does. It, it Joe, yeah. but with Yannick Hansen's like, yeah, someone else would have stood up for him back in the day. I'd be a, a Jews, a cast. Yeah, exactly. He was right. Anyone, right? And so when I was listening, yeah, when I was listening to the interview, I was like, wow, that's that's an NHL player talking about NHL culture, NHL life. Exactly. Uh, but uh, you know, Joe, I, I think Joe, were you were you more concerned about the conflict within Canucks versus Leafs Twitter, or more about that other had to fight? <laughs> no, just, you know, for me, the biggest thing here is, like, the code is what the players decide, okay? Mm-hmm. So, for fans and media, like, I actually couldn't listen to the radio for a day. I couldn't <laughs> go on Twitter for a day because I was so embarrassed by how the people in Vancouver were acting. You're in the media. You know nothing about the code. Sorry. You're a fan. You know nothing about the code, okay? The players on the ice determine the code, okay? If Wayne Simmons wanted to punch Alex Edler because he injured 
another player on his own team. That's the code. And guess what? If a Canuck now wants to decide that Wayne Simmons was too tough to fight Edler and that he wants to punch Wayne Simmons in the face, guess what? That's the code too. And it's not for anyone in this chat to decide. It's not for, you know, AM650. It's not for Twitter to decide. I wanted to kill people on Twitter. I was like, shut up. You guys don't have the right to talk about the code. As an observer, as an observer of it, it's up to the players to decide. We don't decide as fans. It's not our place. I'm tired of all these guys saying what is and what isn't. The players on the ice decide. And if it's over now and the Canucks decide it's over, it's over. Joe knows a lot about the code because MLB has a lot of codes, right? Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> ba- baseball is the king of yeah. the unwritten rules. But yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe, Joe, I just want to add, yeah. isn't that the problem with the code is sure. you can change the rules to like whatever you want to use to justify it? Right. Like you, you just said, you just said the players, you know, you just said like five different versions of the code that justify exactly. any, any single situation. Like <laughs> yeah. and that's the point I tried to make when I was on 650 is like the code can, can you, you can justify the code any which way you want. And I agree. It's up to the players to decide, yep. but let's not, let's not pretend the code is some sort of mythical Bible in hockey. Like it's just, it's whatever the players want in that moment. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right, Nick. Uh, the players, de- like Joe said, players do decide the code. But Travis Green's comments to me personally rub me the wrong way. Yeah, I didn't and, like them. I don't like them. Because uh, Alex Edler is an all-time Canuck great defenseman. And, you know, and let's be honest, Wayne Simmons deserved an instigator there. Yep. Travis Hamanick got an instigator uh, for doing the exact same thing. And those exact same refs were refing the game. And you're telling me that he didn't deserve an instigator for fighting a guy who doesn't have any fights on his resume. And Travis Green just, you know, I felt like he was just trying to not upset any of his buddies out in out east in Toronto. Like, mm-hmm. and guess what? The media's not going to say anything because they're too busy trying to get him an extension. Like, it's not <laughs> fair that Alex Edler, yeah, I know Grimmer is saying that he's giving Edler props for, you know, fighting a tough customer like Wayne Simmons, but Shouldn't Travis Green have said, like, you know, I thought it was a penalty, like an instigator. Like, he's not going to get fined for that. Or, you know, say, like, like say something that, you know, would have got the league's attention. But I felt like Travis Green said something uh, to not make his friends upset yeah. about what happened. That's, what yet, I, that's how I feel about it. And let's call it out as it is right now. Travis Green is spiraling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this guy looks worse every day. Um, he is a good coach. I've been very hard on some of the things like never calling timeouts in games when he needs yeah. to and some of the decisions he's made. But he's a really good coach, Travis Green. He's yeah. also good with the media. He's, I'm sure he's a good communicator. But that's in the what room. I mean, Joe. Yeah, Joe, so. you're so right. With the media, he's really good with the media and they play buddies. And yeah. you could continue what you were saying, but like they play buddy-buddy in, in the media, don't they? Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, Thomas Trant's asking some questions he doesn't like, which is always a good time. Yeah. Um, but I really think that Travis Green is showing worse of a coach right now than he actually is. If we did bring yeah. Travis Green back, I wouldn't be against it. Me um, but there's definitely been some weird things. And, like, the guy is spiraling out of control right now. Like, I actually yeah. do not envy the position he's in. But yeah. he's not. He looks worse and worse every day. Well, he's yeah. been put in a really tough situation. Yeah. Let's let's be real. Let's be honest. Yeah. He's got he's got eleven games until he's technically unemployed. He yeah. has no real idea where he's going to be coaching next season. And I also didn't like how he was 
the guy thrown in front of the media after the Jake for yeah. news broke. Yeah. And, and they, he had to be the one to answer all these questions. Like yeah. for a guy who in 11, like in two weeks, he's technically not going to be your employee anymore to throw him out there and have to answer those questions. Like, I don't like that at all. I think that was Bush league from the Canucks. I think, you know, I understand Jim betting is not with the team. He's in Texas, but set up a zoom call or something like that. Yeah. Do, yeah. You can do something like that, but, and, and why isn't Aquilini addressing these allegations? Yeah. Um, the, Where is he? I don't, I don't think Green actually really had to answer any questions, though. Like, he said the team put out a statement, and I respect yeah, that. But he shouldn't guys... have been in that situation in the first place. Yeah. I, we yeah. all knew We all knew what the statement, we all knew what the answer was going to be. We all knew he was mm-hmm. just going to say, you know, no comment or what have you. But yeah. he shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. And yeah. I get it. You don't want Jim Benning out there answering questions oh, about you know, made it worse, man. he would have been like uh you know jake's a good kid and stuff uh, <laughs> but like it, it, it would not have been a good situation like jim benny has a problem with communication oh, at the best okay. of times and to put him in front of you know uh, the media looking for a quote in, in a very delicate situation would not have been good it's, again I, this is why the connects needed some sort of president mm-hmm. For, for the team. So, you know, someone like a Trevor Linden yeah. or someone who at least for all Trevor Linden's faults, at least he was, yeah. you know, a good communicator towards the public. Mm-hmm. Put someone like that's why they needed someone like that in a situation like that for a number of other reasons as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I, and, I mean, if you, and if we look at, you know, if we put Jake's personal stuff aside, can we now look at this again as mismanagement of assets? Could you yes. imagine if Jim Benning was mm-hmm. your realtor? Could you imagine if Jim Benning was your realtor? <laughs> yeah. He would take the lowest bid. Right? <laughs> or tell you, uh, you know, I ran out of time. I can't sell your house. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, but, you know, like, like what you said, uh, you, uh, the Aquilinis have a lot more to lose than just the Canucks. Mm-hmm. We can easily Google the Aquilini group. They're not hurting for money. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all, there's 31 other teams that are in the same pandemic. Yeah. Right? Uh, there's people around the world who lost jobs, people around the world who lost loved ones. And you're telling me that what Travis Green did in the bubble to build these guys together, I think it was different. I think young kids like the Canucks, right? The young up-and-coming core, yeah. they banded together last year. And they knocked off the, uh, the Wild. They knocked off the Blues. They went... 12 rounds with Vegas, right? Hung in there as much as they could. Um, and then, if I was to deal a deck of cards out to everybody, I'd be like, yeah, it's a hand you dealt, right? I'm sorry. Krauskin can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And look at Elias Pettersson. He has a hairline fracture in his wrist. Four weeks ago, before the outbreak that unfortunately the team suffered, Jim Bay's like, yeah, he should be back pretty soon. We're confident he'll be back pretty soon. Guess what? He's done for the mm-hmm. year. Look at Triamkin today. Yeah. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, Ben said, like, yeah, we are, you know, like, we're going to sign him. He's going to be a big part of our D group. And then Triamkin just signs the KHL? Yeah. Like, well, do you- I don't think that, well, Triamkin was wanting, uh, Grimminder, Triamkin yeah, was wanting yeah. $1.5 million. Like, and Jimbo actually not re-signing him might have been the smarter move. Sure. Like, I know we could rip him for, we could rip him for a lot of his yeah. past mistakes, but... Mm-hmm. Don't say, don't say uh, Trampkin is going to be a part of our decor going yeah, forward. Exactly. Did he say that, though? I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, last press conference, he brought up that they're looking at <laughs> signing him. They're Literally looking at it, but... 
Like, but they were yeah, looking but, at it, but it didn't. Well, if he's asking for too much money, he's not part of the plans anymore. The, but the problem it, was, like, is Benning brought it up. Yeah, but Jim Benning. Do you know? know maybe Francesco Acquilini didn't approve of it. Of course not. That's I cool. mean, yeah. I don't think Triumkin's a big, really big loss, so we're gonna yeah. be okay there. Yeah, the real problem is, to be stressed at why didn't we deal his rights two years ago? Why yeah, didn't we deal his rights me. last year? Instead, we just wasted his rights. Like it's another blundered asset. So yeah. now you're gonna go Godet. Triamkin, Vertanen, all wasted assets. Give me mm. a break. Yeah, Godet's actually passed four points in three games in Chicago, I think. So, mm. you know, like, this team has just, and McCann, you know, we could talk about Jared McCann, how good he was. We could talk about Gustav Forsling and how much better he's been doing in Florida. Talk about Adam Godet, right? Like, there's so many things that Jimbo has, you know, just fucked up that we are now you know, hurting as a team, not making the playoffs and, and not the team that we expected to be uh, seven years later. But, you know, we could cry about that like we have for most of the, you know, the therapy, the therapy sessions that we have together on SCT show. Um, you know, we want a new GM. We all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that John Shannon on Dolly, uh, Donnie and Dolly hinted at it, that maybe Jim is... Uh, gonna lose his, his uh, job here and maybe they re-sign Travis Green instead but we'll see what happens it's gonna be an interesting offseason like I can't wait to see what this team does in the offseason and, uh, and when uh, they make those changes we'll be here uh, talking to the listeners of the SCT show